All right, all right. Welcome, friends and family, to episode number 34 of the Friday Froster today. So long, solar and the price of romance. Now, you're probably noticing that our trio looks a little bit different today. Joe, why are you wearing a hat? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got you with that one, didn't I? You <laughs> I know, you did. I wasn't prepared. Actually, I was preparing my why I have a hat on speech, so I can give that later if you want. <laughs> well, well, Mark picked up on it. He said, no Kelly today. What? Surprise. And Hal is right. Mexico again, so I hear. Wonder what she's doing in Mexico, Hal. I think she's busting up a fraud ring down in Mexico. She's, she's soaking up some solar. <laughs> All right, so look, you you guys know me and, and probably don't want to know me. And you know Joe. So who do we have with us today? All the way from Houston, Texas. Who are you on my live stream today? I, I, I'll dare you to say my name. <laughs> well, you know what, Galena? How are you, Galena? How are you? Just Galena. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> You weren't going to trick me. No way. So <laughs> we can learn something today. Oh, it's it's Selyanina. Galina Selyanina. Selyanina. Yes. Look at that. I got it. I was thinking about cellulite, right? Cellulina. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. You know, if I had a penny for every every time my name gets mispronounced i'd have a lot of pennies by now hey yeah. so look why, why don't you tell everyone what you do and who you oh are? yes so first of all thank you thank you this is such an incredible honor i've watched you guys it's not over yet you say it's an honor wait till it's over oh it oh with you with you i mean you know i I have my drink here, so, you know, it's going to be good. It's water, by the way. Um, no. <laughs> so thank you so much for inviting me. This is such an um, honor, uh, Joe Robert. Thank you. Um, Galena, uh, so I, what I do is I used to work for Corporate America for many, many, many years, and I was an auditor for many, many of those years. And so I decided to start my own company. And what I do is I help small and medium-sized business um, owners with internal controls, um, educate them about internal controls, why we need them, uh, fraud investigations. Um, then I help with the cybersecurity, manage the cybersecurity. It's not that expensive, um, and it's on everyone's um, um, kind of radar these days. Uh, to help to help with the cybersecurity uh, coverage and um, also do the FCPA type reviews. So very niches, you know, little things here and there, but something that um, I want people to know about small and medium sized people. See, now you guys see why I brought her on today. It wasn't just haphazard, but check this out. We've got some people joining us. Doreen is here from Toronto. If you don't know, Doreen and I have a Saturday show. We do it every Saturday morning at 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. So tune in tomorrow where we're going to talk about, what are we talking about tomorrow, Doreen? I forgot already, and we just talked about it. Oh, oh, I know. Cancel culture is what we're talking about tomorrow. 
And Shri Mahabir is here from Houston, Texas, too. Galena, I don't know if you two know each other, but if you don't, you should get to know one another. Shri is a great person. Heather, my friend, what's going on? See, Heather knows what to do. She put the emoji into the chat that signifies the mood that she is in. Heather is my friend from Jacksonville, Florida. We've known each other for, well, longer than I can count. Because if I tell you how long I've known Heather, then you'll start to figure out how old I really am. Mark is here. Mark says, good afternoon. Trust all is well with all of you. Yes, Mark, all is very well. Mark has been Mark. a guest. Yeah, I think I know. Yeah, Mark has been a guest host on the show before too. Thomas says the last item on his to-do list for the week, and a fellow Houstonian is on the show. That's right. Thomas is my man from Houston. Thomas owns his own consulting firm. You guys, if you need Sarbanes Oxley consultants, that's the guy to go to. If you need some internal audit consultants, that's the guy to go to. Thomas, I'll collect my royalty or my payment uh, for that shout out afterwards. Uh, Pozo is here from NYC and she is all smiles as always. And something is wrong with Shree. One eye is closed and one eye is open and her tongue is sticking out. So that must mean that she's in a good mood. And Diane is here again from Austin. See, I got Texas all in the house. Hey, Diane, I'm going to be in Austin uh, next year. I'm doing a few things for the state of Texas. I got like three different auditing training engagements that I'm doing. So I'll let you know when. Wait a minute. Where's Garnell? You see Garnell, um, Mark? I don't see her. But Maliska is here, and Maliska is all smiles today. Thank you, guys. Oh, there's there's Garnell. Hello from the Bahamas. Is it Randy and Winnie there? Win Winnie. Win <laughs> Wendy there today, Garnell? <laughs> Winnie. <laughs> all right, guys. So what's happening? Welcome to another episode of the Friday Froster. The best darn live show where we talk about fraud every uh, Friday. Give me just one moment, you guys. You know, I got Command Central over here, so I got to make sure everything is straight. All right, here we go. We are available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, so go ahead and tell all your friends to go listen to us on your podcasting platforms. The other thing you can do is get CPE for listening to this. I've gotten a few emails recently wondering how many more episodes are we putting up for CPE credit. There will be a ton coming soon. They start as low as $7.99 and they top out at about $14. Not bad for one hour of CPE. It's the end of the year. You know you don't have all your CPEs. So go get them. All right. That's enough of our stuff. Let's go, guys. Right into today's story. Hmm. So long, Solar. You know what? I almost changed the title of this one. Never mind. I won't tell you what I almost changed it to. Let's just jump right in. So Jeff Karpov and his wife, Paulette, they wanted to give investors the illusion that their solar energy company in the San Francisco Bay Area was thriving. So you know what they did? They worked hard and they sold a lot of inventory. Nope, that's not what they did. They purchased luxury real estate in the Caribbean, Nevada, Mexico and Lake Tahoe, California. They bought a NASCAR race car sponsorship and a minor league baseball team and a private jet. They amassed more than 150 luxury collector vehicles, including a 1978 Firebird, formerly owned by actor Burt Reynolds. But here's the problem. The money used to finance this lifestyle came from cheating their investors. You see what they did. Karpov, his wife, and five other co-conspirators well, they all played guilty. That's one thing they did. <laughs> but they carried out a scheme from 2011 to 2018. And, well, they own D.C. Solar Manufacturing, where they manufactured 
Well, mobile solar generator units or MSGs. Now those were solar panels that you could mount on wheel trailers that harvested the energy of the sun, right? They were about 36 miles north of San Francisco. They promoted the product as an energy power source for cell phone towers and lighting at sporting events. Well, one thing that they thought they could do well was offer this service so that investors could get generous federal tax credits. That sounds good, right? You invest in solar and you get a tax credit. Who wouldn't want to do that? Save the environment, save the planet, save this round planet if it's still round. Anybody think that it's flat? I hope not. Um, Neil Armstrong might disagree with you. But here's what happened. They ran into trouble quickly when the business failed to deliver on several promises to investors. And what they said was that they were going to make a lot of money with third party leases. So they were going to lease the equipment to third parties, and that was going to be the lion's share of their revenue. But that didn't work out so well, so they began to cover their tracks. And this is what prosecutors are saying. They fabricated market demand by falsifying financial statements and lease contracts. Then they deposited new investor money into the account to give the appearance that they were profiting from third party leases. So instead of accounting for that money as an investment, they accounted for it as lease sales. Hmm. The business lost so much money that they actually stopped producing the MSGs. And then they eventually sold thousands of non-existent products to investors who believe that they were benefiting from the lease of solar units. There's a little bit more to it, but we're going to stop right there. Joe, Galena, what do you guys think about this mess? and scary that this can be happening probably more than we think it is in any kind of business. Because if you think about how simple actually a Ponzi scheme is, I mean, I don't know. It didn't surprise me when I read it that this happened in this industry or others. Yeah, but you think that in this day and age, we'd be looking out for that, right? We. I mean, we just had Theranos, right? And all this other stuff. You would think. What do you uh, think, Lena? I mean, just, you know, people want easy money. And when I say people want easy money, I'm speaking not just from the, the DC solar point of view. I'm also speaking from people who are willing to invest, right? These days, there's just so much money that around and, and people do want to find that next best opportunity, lucrative opportunity. And so uh, without maybe potentially doing their due diligence. So uh, one of the things that I read that was really fascinating besides the Ponzi scheme itself and besides what, what was happening is, do you know who the two major investors were into this Ponzi scheme? Who were the two major investors? Warren Buffett, Berkshire Hathaway. Hathaway. Yes. So they invested um, $340 million between 215 and 200, uh, <laughs> 2015 and 2018. And they took a loss of $377 million because of this in Q1 of 2019. So while this started, I think he started the company in 2008, right? Or And he started pulling the investments in 2011. Mm-hmm. Berkshire Hathaway invested in 2015, four years into this. Yep. 
right? So four years into this um, question, what, why, why were you so eager to invest such a large amount of money? Did you do the proper due diligence on these guys? And number two, uh, who were uh, the number two investors? Progressive Insurance. So Progressive Insurance took a hit of 156 million in Q1 of 2019. Wait a minute. Uh, oh, never mind. That's uh, Geico. I was about to say Progressive is owned by Berkshire Hathaway. That's Geico. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I, I was about to say this is really weird, but no, no, no. Guy, uh, uh, Berkshire owns Geico. Mm -hmm. So okay. All right. So and see, that's what struck me as strange about this because before Berkshire Hathaway, before they invest in items, typically they do have a due diligence team that goes out and well does due diligence. So how in the world could this have happened? So I was actually looking for a quote. So I'm like searching old slides here from Warren Buffett about a really bad um, aerospace company that he invested in. Do you guys remember? Do you remember this, Robert? So he basically said, you know, even I make poor investments because he had to take a huge write down on it. Uh, so I think Kelly and I talked about it in our webinar, The Big Short. So I was looking for that quote because I, I thought... Uh, it was actually pretty interesting. Here's what I think happened. Um, I think when, as I'm like doing my inner Kelly, right? What do we call it? Um, I think she would say it's fear of missing out. It's yeah. solar panels are this hot thing right now. Um, so she would say FOMO, you know, they, they're not doing dil due diligence because they just want involved. They want, uh, you know, they want to be in that next, next big popular thing, which in this case, I think was solar panels. All right, so let me channel my inner Kelly on this one. There you go. Trust is not a control. <laughs> but surprise audit is a control. So right. They said that they couldn't find, they didn't manufacture more than like half of their 17,000 uh, solar generators, right? So they claimed they had 17,000 solar generators and there were, um, barely half of those that were produced. And so what they were doing is they were uh, they were putting new stickers on all generators, right? So that's how they, yeah. um, I guess, fooled the auditors, right? But then if you have but auditors... Did they even have auditors? That's the question. You yes. see? <laughs> you see? Everything I read said that they did that to fool investors. I never saw anything about there being any auditors at all. Good yeah, point. that would just be if the investors had any audit sense in them and actually, again, verified what they were investing their money in was legitimate, which I think is kind of where I go back to. This is the sad state of where we're at, even though there have been investors fooled, like in big cases like Theranos, they tend to just trust the people. And I have a feeling that this guy was very, um, you know, that smart, charming, manipulative type of guy that was able to swindle his investors, obviously. And he gave them the right things back. Um, but the other thing I think, if we're really gonna channel our inner Kelly, would be the the things they did with their money, the show off, you know, the the Yeah. You know, that's your first sign as an investor to say, you know, this lavish lifestyle thing could be a red flag, but yet it does the exact opposite thing. It shows this sign of wealth and that's where it, it breeds this FOMO world that we live in. And so it should be the opposite of what it is in our world today. Right. Well, and that's why I read that part first, 
because I thought that was really odd. So listen, we have the best audience in the world. Pozo says, FOMO, lack of oversight in fintech. People will fall for these schemes in the future. Correct. And Charlene is here and she says, happy Friday, everyone. But how? How with our great comic relief? The most important of Warren Buffett quotes. Rule number one is never lose money. Rule number two is never forget rule number one. Uh-oh. I guess something, <laughs> something happened there. Uh, but Pozo brings up a good point because, you know, here we like to talk about what you could do to prevent stuff. But before I go there, let me recap and catch people up. So right now, you guys, you are on the Friday Fraudster and we're talking about DC Solar. And man, they got themselves in one pickle of an incident. They ended up running out of cash because, well, I guess they were mismanaging the company and they started defrauding investors on multiple levels. One thing they did was, well, they created a Ponzi scheme where they used money from new investors to make their financial statements look like they were generating revenue. So they didn't book it as revenue. They booked it as investments. Uh, they didn't manufacture part of the goods that they were supposed to manufacture. And then I guess some of the inventory that was actually deployed out there, they pretended like it was new inventory when it was old by slapping some new stickers over it. But Pozo says they could have used drones to check the panels. You know what? I could have flown my drones over there for them. Next time you're in that predicament, just call me. Now, Shree says sometimes the need for money is there because they're in a tight spot or they get caught up in the lifestyle that they created. That's exactly what happened to them. But why in the world would you try to create the lifestyle before you actually have the money? Because let's just be realistic. Their business is probably one that is going to be or is in high demand. When you go to all these sporting events, they always have lights up somewhere. And if you can capture solar energy from the sun and therefore reduce your electric expense at these events, why would you not do that? Cell phone towers, you always need lights there. So, yeah, they, they just got caught up. What about, I mean, let's talk about the generous federal tax credit part of this. Yeah. Because I feel like even people have come to me in the neighborhood, in my neighborhood, you know, with those door-to-door -door salespeople trying to sell solar panels, and the way they're selling it to you is the credits you're going to receive back. Now, my husband happens to work for the utility company here in Colorado, and these individuals that are going door-to-door -door are selling rebates from this utility company and they're actually pretending like they are affiliated somehow some of them even going to the lengths of saying that they work for that company which is a complete fabrication and a complete lie but they're mm -hmm. trying to get you to trust them to you know to trust a reliable company who we all pay bills to every month um, but these are independent solar companies that I feel like are deceiving even people in my local neighborhood. So I just, you know, I, I guess this is my PSA for today is, you know, if somebody comes door to door, listen to who they work for, listen to, you know, what they're saying, because I think there are some bad ulterior motives out there. I think some of these companies get kickbacks from the government for selling these rebates. And so we just, you know, really motivation. Look at the motivation. Look into the companies really hard if you decide to pursue something like this. Because I think this this new thing has gotten so hip and so cool so fast that people are jumping on it and they don't really know what they're doing. Yes, it's a really, really good point. And thank you for bringing it up. I was just thinking, you know, like if you, if you have elderly that live by themselves, not necessarily, you know, in the 80s, 90s or up there, but, you know, people that 
just watch TV and all, that's all they do, right? I mean, there's really no outside education or they don't look at the internet. And so if someone knocks on the door, looks presentable and may even show some kind of ID, right? And say, hey, by the way, you know, we can lower your taxes. You can lower your taxes next year by buying this, <laughs> by, uh, you know, purchasing these panels, then let's, let's do it. And All right. So you guys want to see a clip? You want to see yeah, a clip of I what want, happened? I want to say something else to Galena's point, but yeah, show the clip and then we'll talk about it. All right. Check this out. Here is what's happening to this company. Well, here's what happened to this company. A lot of FBI and U.S. Marshals going in. Neighbors in Martinez say this gated community had a lot of visitors this week. The FBI confirms agents raided a home which belongs to Paulette and Jeff Karpoff. They said it was not, you know, something that we had to worry about. The FBI would not disclose why the home was searched. The FBI also confirms that DC Solar, which is owned by the Karpoffs, was raided this week. The headquarters here in Benicia has been shut down since Tuesday. Miguel Diaz works near the D.C. Solar Headquarters. He saw agents seizing items. They basically came out and started taking cars, taking files, searching the whole place up, upside down, you know. Computers? Computers, files, yeah. They got all that stuff. In a statement, the Karpov's attorney said the <laughs> family was surprised and disappointed with the actions taken by the government earlier this week, which appear to relate to an ongoing tax dispute. The Karpovs are grateful for the support of their friends and family and have trust in the system to resolve this matter. The Karpovs also own the Martinez Clippers baseball team, and DC Solar is big in NASCAR, sponsoring several drivers for Chip Ganassi Racing. The team told us, although we have received little in the way of facts, we are aware of the situation with DC Solar and are monitoring it closely. You work for DC Solar? I do. Could you tell us about the raid that happened earlier I this cannot. week? I have no comment. Well, there's one gentleman that has no comment. You know what? I think Galena's dog smelled BS. That's why. Oh, I, <laughs> I know. She's, she's like, what the? <laughs> so now Charlene says the gates kept the wrong folks in. Yeah. Oh, do we know um, how they were discovered? I couldn't find that information. I couldn't find it either. I wonder if, if there was like an, do you think there was a whistleblower? Oh, I'm pretty sure there was. There's always, wait, can, can we channel our inner Kelly? <laughs> there's, a, there's always a whistleblower. But, you know, this thing was so bad because reading the news articles, one of them says that, um, uh, approximately 17,000 mobile solar generators claimed to have been manufactured by DC Solar did not exist. Then it says that they created the Ponzi scheme to keep up the rules, paying back existing investors with money they claimed from, was from lease revenue. Now, um, they say his wife used the income to show they lived a lavish lifestyle. That's what the court documents say, but here's what they had. They spent money on gambling, jewelry, homes, cars. They reserved a suite in an NFL stadium. Uh, they gave large bonuses to employees and co-conspirators. They even hired the, the rapper Pitbull to perform at their Christmas party. As a part of their guilty plea, the couple forfeited. Now, this is what they forfeited. 
around $120 million in assets. And you know what you forfeit is not all that you've collected, right? That's just what's left over. Check that out. 148 luxury and collector vehicle. I mean, let's talk expensive here. Um, I bet you they were doing inventory on those vehicles. <laughs> Look, Jay Leno doesn't have that many vehicles. We know how much he loves vehicles, right? Yeah, and I, I I channeled my inner Kelly again, and I said tips find fraud. Probably was. I, Shri said, you know, a whistleblower got mad. Maybe they didn't get their cut. You know, there was a lot of people involved in this one. So when you read that it wasn't just this husband and wife, but yet there was four, five other, you know, big what did they call them? Like kind of co-conspirators in this fraud. Mm -hmm. You know, the more people that you involve in something, you make one of those people mad. And you you increase the risk of getting caught. So this is why a lot of embezzles, embezzlers, is that what Kelly would call them? Uh, are they're one, right? They're, they do it themselves because they yeah. can cover up their own tracks. It becomes more of a risk when they bring in a partner. And these people got so greedy, they were bringing in more and more people to their mm -hmm. scheme. And I think that's where they got caught. So, uh, you, you think someone said, hey, if you don't give me my cut or if you don't bring this this person in, then, you know, I'm going to snitch on you or something like that. Yeah, something like that. But Hal brings up a good point. And so I, I want to talk about this for a minute. He says, was the product itself legit or do people have faulty solar product on their roofs with no recourse against a now defunct company? So that's one thing I was trying to figure out, because remember in one of our first like five episodes, the poop company that we talked about, yeah. where we were trying to figure out if the product was really crappy or if it, no pun intended, yeah. or if it was a good product. And it seemed like the product, the core product was legit, but then they had this other product that really wasn't. So in order for them to slap stickers on the old generators like they were new, that makes me think that maybe something broke down in their process. Either they didn't have enough money to manufacture the new ones that actually did work or something was happening to where they didn't work. But yeah, that, that was something I couldn't find either. So that, that's a very good question. I don't know. Good question. Yeah. I think like from just from my gut feeling reading it, it started as a legitimate solar panel business. Yeah. But they wanted you know, the greed did take over and they wanted the lifestyle more than they wanted the business to succeed. So they started faking the success of the business, right? So mm -hmm. it started off as a legitimate solar panel company, but then the more they got away with, the more they did, because that's what we see. So I'm curious about like the background on this couple. And I think in one of the articles, it said that Jeff used to be a mechanic right an auto mechanic so that kind of explains the passion for fast cars and the collection of the fast car the you know the luxurious collection um i'm in a lot of trouble y'all know i married a mechanic right yep. <laughs> <Where>? <laughs> yep. I, I, no 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 <laughs> Well, but, but do you, you know, have do you have more than five cars in your garage? Then yeah, let's talk. I, can I say no comment to that? Uh -oh. <laughs> I have 148 cars, but no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you have more. Uh, more than five. More no, than more than 148. <laughs> but you know, they're saying that this was one of the biggest fraud schemes that we've had in quite some time. They were saying it was one billion with a B dollars. Yep. 
Um, so I am Chainering Inner Kelly again, and I have found the wife, Paulette, on LinkedIn. Mm. She has 287 connections. She is still known as the president and CEO of DC Solar, 13 years and two months. Um, it doesn't have much beyond that that I can see on there, but um, I'm going to look up. What's her? Jeff? Was it Jeff? Jeff. Yes. Jeff, yep. Jeff, real quick. Let's see if he's on there. Um Really interesting, though, Robert, I'm sure you're going to tell everybody that, I mean, he did get the maximum sentence, 30 years. Yes, he did. He is still yet to be seen, but it says up to 15 that she can get. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. Uh, yep. He, so he's on there as well. Let's, let's see about Jeff. But like Hal says, and like we see all the time, they got convicted of wire fraud was one of them. It was one of the things that they were convicted of. All right. Now, here's the really scary connection. Uh, uh -oh. Karpoff actually went to the same college that my husband did. Why? Uh oh. Tech. Interesting. We have to look into that a little bit. We might have to ask Hubby if he knows him. <laughs> might ask <have to>. you. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Anyway, moving on. All right. So, you guys. Uh oh. Wait a minute. Sorry. Let me come <laughs> back up here. I'm having one of those days. You guys know I didn't get in last night until after midnight coming back from Vegas. I know. Congratulations. How was, yeah. How was Vegas? Give us a little side uh, <clears throat> combo on Vegas. Oh, let me tell you, Vegas was amazing. I did a um, I did a one hour concurrent session for them on uh, making remote auditing work. And then I did the closing keynote speech at the IIA's all star conference. Man, I felt like an all star. Um, nice crowd of people. I think they took to it well. I got a lot of people saying that they liked what I had to say. The thing that I liked about this is it wasn't a speech about auditing. It was really a speech about life and how to really audit your life, quote unquote. Uh, so motivational. I disclosed a lot. I talked about me and what I was like growing up and some things that were personal to me. So, um, yeah. Uh, Love the Robert stories. I'm sure they loved them too. I, I hope so. Vegas was a, it was a much needed break. I, I got to relax and uh, recharge. I'll say that much. Relax and recharge. Very good time. Um, looking forward to my next getaway. That sounds fantastic. Looking very forward to my next getaway. All right. Relaxing and recharging at the Nature and Science Museum all morning. So does that sound like fun? <laughs> Now, was that a field trip? <laughs> Semi-field trip. It was a neighborhood uh, field trip with all of our kids because they didn't have school today. They were off yesterday for Veterans Day. And by the way, happy Veterans Day to any veterans that we have out there. Uh, and they all had today off. You know why? Because we didn't have enough substitute teachers to run school in our district. So here's oh, another wow. ad sad state of affairs, nothing to do with fraud. But um, what do school districts do when they don't have enough teachers because teachers want the day after a holiday off. They don't have enough substitutes. So they actually had to cancel school today. Mm. So um, that is why I look like this. I am in boy mom mode today. So mm. anyway, that's, uh, that's why I have a hat on for all those audio listeners. So you have, you're wearing several hats today. That's right. Got it. Wearing, wearing <laughs> Got it. Got it. I need my rim shot. Got it. Got it. I don't Got have it. my sound effects queued up today. Now, Diane says she's president and CEO until next week. When Paulette is sentenced and sent to <laughs> yeah. prison, boy, boy I thought boy. that they have been—they—they uh, they already filed for bankruptcy, and uh, if they've dissolved, then it's probably 
not. Did we lose Galena? I think we did for a moment. We lost you. Um, I think that it's safe to say they have not updated their LinkedIn in quite some time because I just <laughs> left too. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, she we just disappeared. Her. We lost. Oh. That's all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you're right. That's what I was laughing at when you said they haven't updated their LinkedIn in quite some time. I'm, I'm guessing they haven't updated their LinkedIn either. But you know what? While we're here, Joe, yeah. what's going on? Fraud retreat. Okay, so we are in like high marketing mode for the fraud retreat next year at the Gaylord Rockies Resort and Conference Center. If you not, have not been to Denver, Colorado, you do not want to miss this and an opportunity to come maybe spend the weekend here in the mountains. So Kelly will be here. Robert, if we can talk him into coming, maybe. Galena, maybe. I think he's <laughs> into coming. He's on. I just saw Dan's name pop up. Uh, but we're going to do 16 hours, two days of absolute fun, intimate conversation about fraud. I'm going to have um, a dear friend of mine whose plumbing business was embezzled by her office manager. She's going to make an appearance. We're going to have a panel of fraud CFEs um, from around Denver, Colorado, maybe other places. We are going to have a habits happy hour on the Thursday. It's a Thursday and Friday. So we are going to continue our CPE discussion on things we could just be better at personally. Uh, we're going to talk about adversity because I think people who faced frauds in their lives have faced adversity. We're going to talk about how to overcome that. So it's not just going to be fraud. We're going to give you those four hours of ethics, though, in a fun way between Kelly and I, and we are just going to have an awesome time. So check it out. It is on sale early bird until the end of the year. So I want you guys to be one of the first to sign up. So Bonita says it sounds like the retreat of the year. Bonita, it is the retreat of the year. Mm -hmm. I think... I'm actually going to try and go. I'm checking my calendar now just to make sure. Now, my buddy Rollis is here. Rollis is, says hi to everyone. Rollis is in Houston, too. Galena, if you don't know Rollis, oh. you need to get to know Rollis. Rollis is uh, an HR recruiter specifically in the medical field. So you you two could probably talk because you could. Uh, anyway, your cybersecurity <laughs> services, some of his clients might need those. Okay, I'm just hooking everybody yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ross, I, we, I expect we are my, connected. Yeah, we have I connected. My, uh, my checks to come in the mail from uh, when you guys strike these deals. Now, Shree, I don't know if Shree missed the beginning part of the show. She was like, Robert, how was Vegas? Shree, Vegas was awesome. And she wants to know if she can have my autograph. Anytime you want my autograph, you can have my autograph. So we're still waiting on our autograph books, though. Me and Vegas. So. <laughs> <laughs> Get in line, honey, because. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so, getting close to the holidays and the mail is a little slow, right? There we go. Look, Hal says, is there is there a how-to without getting caught session, Joe, at the fraud retreat? This is not a how to do fraud. This is how to prevent and detect fraud. Sorry, there, Hal. Ah, okay. Well, yeah, I, I really, I'm going to Hal, you need to talk it. to my husband because he's asking that question. <laughs> I'll connect you. <laughs> All right, my friends, while we are here, look, it's close to Christmas time and your favorite audit compliance or risk professional, they need some gear. Go to my website, thatauditguy.com, get you an awesome auditor shirt, get you an I love audit shirt, I love compliance. We even got it in Spanish too. So go to Where did you find this European guy? Like, is this, I mean, this is, this is an awesome looking shirt, but it's an awesome looking model too. I mean, oh, he, he, this, he's not from Texas, I can tell you. 
Benita's Benita's rubbing salt in the wound there. She says she has autograph books from me and Kelly. Rob. (laughs) Oh, wait. I didn't see that. Hold on. I don't see that. Oh, never mind. I see it now. You have your autograph books. All right, B. You know I got to get you one. Okay. Now, Rollis Rollis says, can I have your autograph on a check? (laughs) That could be my favorite comment of the day. Right. It really is. Oh, goodness. And Hal says he has some solar panels if anyone has any needs. <laughs> what a great writing. I'm telling you, man, we, we are going nowhere fast on this show. I'm telling you. Look, uh, get your audit gear. Get your CPEs too. go to thatauditguy.com. And here's the deal, too. Why don't you just go and sign up for my mailing list? Because I got a bunch of cool stuff coming for the new year. With that said, all right, guys, look. Our next story, man. Hmm. The price of romance. So, ah, darn it, I can't ask either of you this because both of you guys are married. I was going to ask, how much would you pay for love? Like, how much would you pay for love? I thought love was supposed to be free. Yeah, not 300,000 pounds. If that's, if that's the answer, what? Well, and you need to stop talking to Jennifer Lopez, you know, because she's the one that says love don't cost a thing mm. right and then look at her mm, no <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute la- la- look mark says that that model was him several years ago <laughs> <laughs> oh we found it found you good okay <laughs> but 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 in all seriousness how much would you pay for love i mean All right. <clears throat> Robert, wait, Robert, since you might be the single guy, how much would you pay for love? Let me tell you, I would not pay for it. Uh-huh. Look here. I have a lot to offer. And it is priceless. Yes. Your sparkling personality. I know. My sparkling personality. It is price less <laughs> and someone would be lucky to have a part of my priceless personality and all of a sudden friday fraudster just became a dating show <laughs> <laughs> okay i will sell robert to the highest bidder okay guys <laughs> that is that is quite all right quite all right i am i am not looking I am not looking i will say that much I'm not looking. Okay, so so you guys, now that we've primed the pump, <laughs> wait a minute, wait, before we can even get to the story, Hal says, what, what's love got to do with it? Got to do with it. What's love? We, need, oh, we need to start having theme songs for every story. That's oh. what we need to do. We need to have a music, a song for every story. Yeah. Today is like comedy hour. It really is. This I'm, I'm having such a great time today. So listen. All right. So here we go. Here we go. So in May 2019, Sophia started speaking to Aaron on a dating site. Now, she didn't know that later on she'd be swindled out of $300,000, but she was a victim of what we call romance fraud. And she wants dating apps to take more steps to prevent it. How about don't give money to strangers? I mean, sorry. Yeah. Let me get back to the story. I mean, we don't take candy from strangers, so okay, never mind. 
So this dude did a lot of stuff that she should have seen as red flags. Like for one thing, he provided some false mortgage documents to her. So they talk about buying a house together and all this good stuff. And apparently he gave her some false mortgage documents to get some money. And she says, looking back, she feels that he told her many lies. I say that's an understatement. Um, so again, I said the, four, the, the fake mortgage documents, he was selling her into a dream and she was buying it is what the news story says, right? So she said she took out thousands in loans and her entire savings account, which amounted to about 50 to 60,000 pounds. Then she borrowed lots of money from family and friends. And that's in total, she's thinking that she spent about 300,000 pounds, which is probably about what, 475,000 US dollars. But she's not the only one, according to UK finance, there's about a 20% increase in bank transfers due to fraud. Now they are linking it to romance fraud. And that, that's from 2019 and 2020. Mm. So she said mm. that what tipped her off after the 300,000 pounds was when he asked for an additional 50,000. <laughs> so, hey, go big or go home, right? Like, right, right, so. right. Look, she said that she called her bank where uh, uh, she called her bank where she believed that she shared an account with him. So he told her he was going to open up a joint account with the money that she gave him instead of her just opening it up and putting his name on it. Okay, that's a whole nother story. Sorry, guys, I'm doing a whole lot of ad living here because this story is just so unbelievable. Now, they told her when she called the bank that her name was not on the account. She, felt, she said she felt like the ground had opened up beneath her and she couldn't believe what was happening. Now, what really tipped her off, though, was when the guy at the bank told her to get off the phone with him and call the police. Immediately. Now, yeah, immediately. Immediately call the police. That's what tipped her off. Not the 300,000 pounds, not the 50,000 pounds, not the fact that she wasn't on the bank account. It took the banker to actually say to her, get off the phone immediately and call the police. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah, and so uh, the startling fact that I liked picked or picked up was that it is bigger still today these romance frauds than online shopping frauds or scams. So yeah. they said it was like one one year alone, so 2020, 63 million pounds compared to 68 million for dating scams. So yes, we think these are Mark said idiot. I'll use Mark's word. But this is happening over and over again. And I mean, it, it just, it was killing me that that number is still higher mm -hmm. just with all that's come out about it. You know, there's podcasts about it. There's books about it. And yet we're still, there's still these romance scams out there. Like, I, I mean, it's yeah. crazy. I, I think yeah, what it's, do you think, Selena? To your point, Kelly, I think it's only going to get bigger, right? That amount is only going to grow. I mean, 2020 did a number on many of us for many reasons um and you know people are people are lonely and uh, mentally they're all over the place and so i feel like it's just gonna grow bigger and bigger and bigger and so hopefully educating uh you know getting more education about it but still i mean you kind of feel because you're, you're dealing with a with a psyche that doesn't want to listen to common sense, right? At that stage where you you are on a hook, you there's nothing that can get through to you or yeah. no one that can get through to you for the most part, right? Because you're just so focused and you're so concentrated on, oh my gosh, I found love. I'm 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 getting married. I'm like, you know, that oh, let's let's go, let's go, let's go. That there's really no common sense. Um so I'm gonna hashtag queen it. How about this one here, Robert? Um hashtag love is blind. I think that's my inner Achilles hashtag. 
because that's exactly it. I think um, people don't listen to their guts sometimes because they want to think it's real. And that's what's really sad. And they and Glenna, you hit the nail on the head because one of the other articles I read was COVID has has completely skyrocketed romance. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like Amy, uh, one of our um, fellow followers, said that one of her family members fell hard for one. So it's a real thing. Yeah. Well, and a, and a big part of the problem too is uh, neuroscientists now know that about 85 to 95 percent of our decision making come from our subconscious brain and so subconsciously everyone wants to be loved you know everyone wants to be with someone that loves them and someone that they can love and if that's what your subconscious is telling you you're going to end up doing stupid stuff now our audience is the best b now why are you making fun of mark bonita said that she can see the resemblance now Diane says it depends on the size of love's checking account. Uh, uh. <laughs> and Mark says that shouldn't have generated so much laughter. But he also says that a fine dinner with Robert is at McDonald's. Mm. Mark, Mark, that's a low mm. blow, man. That's a low blow. I mean, only mm. if we get a kid's meal. <laughs> I have a I have a question, right? So if if these romance scams are so big and and there's so many of them why why can't we put it back on the dating sites and have people that are signing up go through like a one minute training and say look for these warning signs you know you you probably could but but i, I i'll play devil's advocate on that one yeah how much <laughs> preventive measures can we put in place for people for everything because see this happened over in the uk so over in the uk They've actually passed legislation that requires banks to pay back this money. So even in this story, many mm -hmm. of the people who were defrauded, they the banks had to pay back the money because these people did something stupid like that. But you know what? Before we go on, Rollis has the best comment of the day. He said the price of romance is giving your whole heart into it. Wow. You know, I think my biggest thing with this uh, is. Uh, I want to say just ignoring the signs because I think even if people were trained, Galena, I think that they would ignore these signs and red flags because we see this in everyday business. Yeah. Okay. So I have a question then. Would it go back to, do you think the parents, right? So I have, I have a 13 year old and, you know, I, of course, it is my job and it is my responsibility to teach and, you know, give her as much wisdom as I can. Sometimes it's not a lot um, some days. But I, I'm just thinking out loud here, right? I mean, the the, the speed of no, – there's just so much information out there, right? And you don't know what is happening. But I would love for her – I would love to sit down with her and teach her about these things and say, listen, if, if you're talking to a guy online and he's asking you for certain things – um, shut down the account, tell me, or, you know, certain, so, so would it come, like, should we go back to like the basics, meaning the parents, you know, start to bring up a better educated um, well, generation? I definitely don't think it's a bad idea. It cannot be a possibly a bad idea to have these conversations, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, will help, I think, um, for sure. I think, you know, I got, I think I kind of got in trouble on here a few weeks ago for saying, why aren't we as small business owners 
Googling the people we're hiring. And I know there's a lot of HR issues around that, but okay. So now I don't think I can get in trouble for saying, if you're on a dating app, you better be, you know, making sure that person is legitimate. And I, you know, this article did say she did call his employer after, and of course he had never worked there. You know, am I saying that every time you start dating somebody, you should call the employer and check? Maybe not. But maybe we, maybe you should. Oh, here's a rule. Here's a small rule. If they don't want to meet with you within like four chats, drop them. Yeah. yeah. I, you yeah. know, this one, I think, I don't, did it even say if they had met in person? Like this. They've never met they in person. They never met in person. There's a lot of these where, you know, they have like had those calls or they have met in person. Like these people put years into these scams. And I think those are the really sad ones. Where, so check this out. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. No, go ahead. Yeah. So these are the stats from the U.S. Now, the story that I just told came from the U.K. Stats for the U.S. Um, romance fraud, $600.3 million. Now, the email scams, the BECs, which I forgot what that stands for now. Uh, Business email compromise. Thank you. Business email compromise and similar email scams, $1.9 billion. But look where the confidence slash romance fraud. $600.3 million. They are above investment Ponzi schemes at this point. So it's happening a lot and people need to be aware of it. And so like back to your point though, Galena, yeah, we got to teach the young folks what to look out for. However, here's what I will say. How many of us listen to everything that our parents said to us when we were kids? And I just <laughs> said, neuroscientists have said that 85 to 95% of our decision-making comes from our subconscious, which brings me back to what Pozo is saying. Wow, you know what? I'm getting pretty good at this thing, going back and forth with this. Sorry, that just, anyway, <laughs> what Pozo just said, the heart and the pocket are far for a reason. Mm, that's good. They Very much so. I mean, Dating you know. Diligent service. Pozo, what a brilliant idea. I mean, really, that's it, right? You're supposedly going through background checks and stuff to get on these dating sites, yada, yada. But yeah, do we need more services out there? Well, and if you really think about it, though, we most of us really do have that due diligence service already. We just refuse to listen to it. Think about that good guy friend or that girlfriend. Girl, don't do it. No, girl, he's not good for you. <laughs> or, or, or your your guy friend. That calls <laughs> and you, you go and you go ahead and marry them anyway, right? Right, <laughs> right. Or your guy friends that are like, hey, man, look, uh, your girl. Me. <laughs> wait, that first marriage. Wait, didn't somebody tell me not to do that? Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but Dion says, uh, guess what? You can't train away stupid. Um, <laughs> and Shree says, we don't see red flags when we are in love or truly feel connected to the person. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I think we have that litmus test. Oftentimes it's our friends, unless we have toxic friends. And some of us have toxic friends. But Pozo, if you want to start that due diligence service, let's talk about that, my friend, because we can start. We oh, can start. Robert, Robert, you cannot start, start anything else. You're capped out. Like, you don't, <laughs> like, don't even offer your service. See, now, this is a part of my due diligence service right here. Joe is telling me I don't need to start anything else. I need to slow down. I'm one of those friends in your ear, Robert. Kids and sleep. See, buddy. there you go. There you go. Uh, wait a minute. I, I'm missing some stuff now. <laughs> I know everybody. <laughs> uh, Mark, Mark says this is right up my my alley with ethical behavior. I think that this is uh, behavioral ethics, behavioral science. I think Kelly would really jump in with 
you know, the head over the heart kind of stuff or heart over the head kind of stuff too. Yeah. That's when, I mean, it's like taking advantage of the elderly. And actually yes. I was going to say something about the elderly and the solar panel thing. Cause I, and I totally forgot uh, to Lena's point, but I think this is the same as we think elder abuse and elder, elder fraud is so sad. Romance is, is just as sad. Uh, and there's a lot of them that are mixed. There's a lot of elder romance that are probably the, possibly the saddest of the stories yeah. um, out there. Yeah. But it, can I side note? So my parents actually tried to get, um, they, they live in a retirement community and there was the door to door solar panel salesman. And, you know, my dad's very smart and he asked the payback and these people couldn't even tell him the payback, you know, period. And, and, and it turns out to be like 25 years. And of course my dad's a jokester too. And he says, I'll be dead by then. I'm not doing it. You know, but like, these are the, you know, they try to, they target those neighborhoods, you know, yeah. so elder abuse, you know, yeah. panel abuse, romance abuse, whatever you want to call it. Right. Now, Rollis says there's an old proverb that says the heart is more treacherous than anything else. So it alone is terrible at making judgment calls. Wow. I totally agree. Yeah, totally agree. Now, here's what's interesting, though, because some other parts. Let's go back to the UK now. So there was one woman who fell victim to this dating scam. And uh, she said that she's being that she will fight to get her money back after being told by the banks she's not entitled to refunds. Uh, Rachel, she said she lost under one hundred and thirteen thousand pounds to a scammer on a dating site in January of twenty twenty one. She believed that under the terms of the voluntary code, banks should refund victims who have been tricked into moving money out of their accounts. But her banks have told her that she banks with an S now have told her that she is not entitled to a refund. And then she says, it feels like I've been robbed twice, said the 50 year old said she met a man through a Facebook dating app. And in the UK, it's called the contingent reimbursement model, the CRM. So there's actually a law on the books where you can get money back if you are scammed. And I, mm -hmm. Um, you know, I I, hmm. like, I think that the more we talk about these type of scams, you know, the articles had advice, right? And it says, you know, not only are some of these people are smart enough to where they're not going to send money, but they're giving them so much personal information that they're mm -hmm. getting their identity stolen anyway. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, there's multiple layers of stuff to look at here because we might think that people are kind of idiots or stupid sending money, but we all know our heart. Kind of takes over sometimes so we can't say that um but there's a lot of other scenarios too that i feel like it should be the dating psa yeah uh, on friday fraudster you know even your copies of your driver's license yeah. you know sending them things in the mail sending things on their behalf like there's so many things in this article that i found kind of good reminders not that i'm on the dating scene but yeah Rob. No, that's that's true it says i'm reading one article it says the older the target the heavier the financial toll is when it comes to this kind of scam yep. for the us the median individual loss from a romance scam for people 70 and over was close to ten thousand um, dollars compared to 2500 across all age groups i mean kudos to 70 year olds and, and up for you know trying to find love mm -hmm. that's positive that's great but that's the i mean most go to your local bingo parlor. right <laughs> where local. go to your local bingo parlor yeah uh how <laughs> I think that it's the same with um, why embezzlers aren't prosecuted, right? Channeling yeah. our inner Kelly, these small business owners are embarrassed. They don't want people to know what happened. Same thing with right. 
scans, which all that means is these statistics are low, very sadly low. Very Absolutely. much so, yes. And those people, they don't get prosecuted and it's not on their in their background history and then they go and try to get the employment and it's, I mean, it's, yeah. So uh, Rollis asked, did the bank fail to follow some protocol in order to be liable? Now, there, there's just a law over in the UK. If you are conned out of your money and it goes through a financial institution, there's certain criteria that if met, you can be reimbursed your money. And the bank is saying that these women don't meet the criteria in these cases because it's, you know, and I, let's just be honest. It's different if you've had your identity stolen and that's how the money is taken from your account. Right. These women willingly gave money on multiple instances. I mean, after the first time, for the mm -hmm. one with the mortgage, uh, well, let's just start with the lady with the bank account, right? She thought she gave she gave a man money to open up a bank account in both of their names. How about you just log into your own bank account, open up a bank account with your name on it, and then ask him for his information and then put his name on it. I bet he would have run right then because he wouldn't have had any legitimate information to give you to substantiate his identity so i don't i don't i don't feel i don't really feel sorry for that one because that doesn't make any sense now they were going to buy a house together and he fabricated some mortgage loan docs okay let me just think about this you're going to buy a house with a man that you've never seen and it's probably a house that you've never seen with some mortgage docs that you've never seen which is why your money is not to be seen <laughs> i'm just just saying you're um, making mm -hmm. just a little bit, but mm -mm, but really, mm -mm. I mean, <laughs> mm -mm. and banks are held liable, right? So she, I mean, it's it's bad for her, right? What happened? But then the banks are liable, right, for some things that she did. So it's, well, I mean, they'll make it up in fees. I'm not worried about them, but. Uh, it's the same with credit card companies covering fraudulent transactions, right? It, it, right? That's very much what it reminds me of. But yeah, I mean, it is how do you prove that fraudulent transaction and what's the where's the line? Well, and, and Chandrea, yes, I said bingo parlor. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that where everybody's going tonight? It's Friday night. I'm ready. Uh, he, he, might, he might know one or two. <laughs> Oh, Hal said, based on Galena's endorsement, he's going to use the Awesome Auditor t-shirt guy as his new profile pic. Oh, is that on your dating app, Hal? Or is it on LinkedIn? No, he's going to wear it to the bingo parlor. Stop it. <laughs> Hal, is that that we can see that as your profile pic? Or Tinder? Or what? which profile pic are we talking here? Right, right. But, you know, here's the thing. Shree makes a really good point. You can meet someone anywhere. Just pay attention. Why do you really need to go on dating apps? There are good people all around you everywhere. There are well, good people that you. That's why it was on the rise because of COVID, because nobody could go out and meet anybody. So I think that was the, that, you know. Yeah, I, I get that too. But good night. You could just be in a Zoom room and meet people when COVID was happening, you know? But, but on her point as well, though. Um, you can meet anyone anywhere and get frauded just as easily in person. True. You know, I, I mean, True. like they could be, they, this could have happened even if she hadn't met him. So I think that to me is the other side of that. Very it's, much so true. It's eyes open on everything every day, people. 
Yeah, because what's that movie? What's that show that's on Netflix now? It's a series where this one woman con three people and then they go and find her. I can't think of the name of it, but it is so good. Mm. Oh, man, it is so good. If I think of the name of it, you guys, I'll put it on the chat in the replay. But um, somebody somebody knows what this show is. Imposters is what it's called. Imposters. Yes, I was just going to. I, oh. I watching it, too. It is good. It is real good. Really good. So, yeah. Rob, when yeah. do you have time to watch TV? Um, wait, that was that was between the hours of midnight and 5 a.m., Galena, when you can't. Uh, got it. I just finished the second season of The Startup, Robert, uh, between the hours of 12 and 5. Yeah, I told you it was good. I do sleep, you guys, Some sometimes. Sometime. He does not. And that's why he's not starting a dating due diligence service. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I got to go meet boy mom again. It was great to be with you. All right, we are we are about to wrap up. So yeah, all right, Joe. Uh, we will see you later. All now, right. for, bye guys. Bye, everybody. Tell Joe bye. bye. So for everybody else who was here with us on the Friday Froster today, I think we had a lot of fun talking about well, dating nonsense. And here's what I'll say: Don't be scammed. Now, if you're still here with us. Go over to your favorite podcasting platform and give us a five-star rating. I think we deserve it, don't you? All it takes is one click of a mouse. While you're also here, go to thatauditguy.com or fridayfraudster.com. Pick up your CPE. Again, some of it is as low as seven bucks for one hour worth of CPE. It is almost the end of the year, and I know some of you are slackers and haven't gotten all your CPE hours in, right, Hal? <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> So uh, <laughs> if you still need CPE hours, why not spend some time with us getting those CPE credits? It's Galena, fun. It's fun. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? Uh, on LinkedIn, send me a connecting request or my website is icafconsulting.com, which is internal controls, assessments, and fraud investigations, icafconsulting.com. And cybersecurity. Oh, yes, of course, yes. Rollis, you need to contact Galena because Rollis has a lot of clients that are in the healthcare space. Sure. They need cybersecurity services. You two need to link up uh, sometime this weekend. All right, guys, thank you for another fun-filled episode. We will see you next week. Goodbye.